I've only been in Bali five days and I already feel blissed out. I've had four massages, two meditation sessions, one surf lesson, two yoga lessons and a four and a half hour pampering session. I kid you not. And I totally needed this because the last month or two has been pretty cray cray. As you may remember in my previous episode called Changing Plans, uh, there's been quite a few plans that have been changed including now owning a lifestyle property and getting a puppy for my birthday. Yes, my lovely man Josh has gone ahead and put a deposit on a white German shepherd. So when I get back to New Zealand on April 5th, it's going to be all go, moving into the house, getting it furnished, setting up our new base and waiting on the puppy. So That's part of the reason why I was content to go hard out on the organizing, planning, doing and making shit happen on all fronts back in New Zealand because I knew I'd be having this relaxed time in Bali and of course my upcoming business sabbatical starting April 1st. If you've never been to Bali, let me just tell you this island has a very special energy to it. It's actually renowned for being a vortex of feminine energy. So for females in particular, when you're here, you have the sense of being grounded, feeling strong, sensual, and in your feminine power. And everywhere you look, there are lush trees, green rice fields, beautiful flowers, street dogs, friendly Balinese people smiling, scooters whizzing by, yoga studios galore, cute cafes, healthy juices, and many relaxed-looking foreigners who are whiling their days away doing not a lot of anything much which is why Bali is the perfect island to come and unwind, de-stress and lose yourself or find yourself depending on what you're here to do. Oh, can you hear the gecko? (laughs) I love that sound. But obviously we don't all have the opportunity to bugger off to Bali when we feel like it, do we? So it got me thinking, why can't we have a mini vacation each and every day to get some of the same effects of a longer vacation? Why do we have to book in holidays months and for some people years in advance? And why all this waiting when we have the power and ability to take a break right now? In a Huffington Post article by Jill Ferguson, she lists the benefits of vacations as reduces stress, as I can attest to. Vacations help shrink stress and anxiety while boosting the mental and physical health of you and your entire family if you happen to be vacationing with them. Helps your heart stay healthy. No, really. In a 20-year study, researchers found that women who took a vacation once every six years or less, I mean, who does that, were almost eight times more likely to develop coronary heart disease or have a heart attack than women who took at least two vacations per year. Improves your mental health, especially if it's longer than two weeks, because you're less tense, you have higher energy levels and more positive emotions, fewer negative feelings and less depression. Improves your relationships because families or couples who vacation together undergo shared experiences, communication and togetherness. They have escape and relaxation and experiential learning, all of which contribute positively to well-being and to relationships. You may have heard me talk about taking a midweek weekend. I mean, why wait for the weekend to experience one? But what about a daily vacation? That's a novel thought, right? I dug into this idea with my dear friend Jamie Masters of Eventual Millionaire Fame, who has a fantastic podcast, who's here with me in Bali. 
Now, we planned this holiday together in late 2016 when she found out she got asked to speak in the Philippines just before my Freedom Mastermind retreat I hold in Bali each year. So this was our window of time to fly into Bali at the same time and enjoy nine days together, and we are doing that extremely well. Jamie is a single mother of two with an extremely successful and busy coaching and mastermind business. She's also a self-prescribed geek when it comes to maximizing time efficiency and more recently biohacking, which is do-it-yourself biology optimization, so to speak. Or as Jamie puts it, how to be a badass. So here's our jam session on how to optimize your day and also how to take mini vacations through a variety of suggested activities we do and that we also think should be on your list. Now, caveat here, Jamie is an awesome podcast interviewer. So even though we were just jamming on this, it kind of turned into a little bit of a an interview style jam back and forth. I hope you enjoy it. So okay, this me. is exciting. We are recording this in our lovely little room in Katut's place in Bali in Ubud and there is thunder and lightning happening and rain. This is cool. So I'm sitting on the bed as you do with my girl Jamie Masters and we've been talking a lot over the last couple of days about treating yourself because yesterday we had a four and a half hour pamper session thanks to Jamie an early birthday present and it was amazing and I was like why don't we do this all the time right we were like that <laughs> and then I think Actually, if you did that all the time, you'd just be in bliss zone and you wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> I think it'd get boring after a little while. Yeah, but it was pretty amazing. Like we had several massages. We had a facial. We had pedicures, manicures, head massage, hair treatment, body scrub. Like it was, and I was in and out of states of bliss, in and out of state of sleeping, dreaming, imagining, ideating. It was beautiful. But what I want to just chat to you about, because I think you're really good at this, with your full-time roster of amazing clients that you coach over at Eventual Millionaire and in your business and your full-time podcast where you're interviewing millionaires all the time. I mean, you have one of the busiest schedules I know of, plus you're a mum, full-time mum. Yep. So do you want to just share a couple of the ways you treat yourself throughout the day? Because I think you do this, this really well. So first of all, anybody that says that they don't have time means that they don't want to. There's a great Lao Tzu quote about that. And so mm -hmm. out of everybody I know, I'm extremely busy. So we even need that time times 10, right? Because we mm -hmm. go crazy and nutso. And uh, when you get on that role, you're not efficient or effective in anything you do. So lessons learned from me sort of going a little insane with children and my business and everything else uh, <laughs> has led me to actually taking the time with in between even 15 minutes of going... This is just for me and I don't have to do anything else. So we talked about meditation before. So I definitely do. I meditate a lot in sometimes small spurts. So if it's like I literally was just meditating for 15 minutes while you were on the phone, right? Mm -hmm. Just now, because I feel like it gives me a, a deeper state of relaxation than me just sort of laying there. Mm. Um, but I do that throughout the day quite often, even at home in between calls. Um, but just trying to take that time where you can actually shut off whatever your crazy entrepreneur brain is mm. and go, okay, this is time that I don't actually have to think about that. Cause otherwise we will, our brain will just keep going forever and ever and ever, you know? Yeah. Right? You know what it's like? Yeah. And so trying to, to pull those pieces out as best you can, you know what mm. I mean? And I think we started discussing this from the minute I landed in Bali. And I think you did too. We both come off some pretty hectic schedules, me with house buying and packing up and book writing and helping my mum move and you with speaking in the Philippines and having to do 
all your work around that as well. And I think we both got to Bali and we were just like, ah. And I just noticed instantly how my mind just quietened. Um, and I've done more yoga and massage in the last two days than I have probably in the last months. So why don't we roll through, like kind of spitfire out some of our favorite at-home mini vacations we take during a pretty busy working day? Okay. So for me, I have a routine at mm-hmm. the beginning. So I literally wake up before my kids wake up now. What so time is that? So 5.30, 6 in the morning? Eek, yay. Okay, yeah. I'm not a morning person. Okay. As much as Hal Elrod told me to wake up in the morning, I was like, no, I don't think so. It literally, that has only been the last four months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, beforehand, I would meditate right after I brought them to school, but I realized that I didn't ha- it wasn't quiet enough for me. And I kept feeling like I was, I had too much to do throughout the day when the kids were at school. So I moved it and so far so good going strong, but, but I'm not a morning person. I know. Wow. Super. If you have any of this, this is real barley in the back. I'm just making it real. Uh, Let's hope we have power. Uh, So air conditioning. Uh, So that was number one. So that was, um, and that was an evolutionary process. I have been meditating for a very long time and I was never like, I have to meditate every day. It just, I wanted to and wanted to and wanted to. So that's something that I pull out. But I also do probably five to 15 minutes in between whenever I'm feeling that, you know, yeah. yeah. Styling up on me. I'm getting a bit overwhelmed. Oh, exactly. Overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh. Or brain dead. So when you do a lot, I batch everything. And so whenever I do client calls, sometimes I'm like, okay, my brain's not functioning like it should. And being in states of flow are way more productive in general. So I try and figure out what ways there's a good book called stealing fire. It talks about hacking into the flow state that I was telling you a little bit about what can we do that makes us feel so much better that we can come back and hit the ground running instead of just feeling harried and crazy because we were talking about this before too, like all day long, not so. And so I'll do that. I'll go, I have a pool in the back. Sometimes I'll, when it's nice out, I'll go jump in the pool and like sort of reassess Mm. things. Um, Just try during the day when I'm actually working, it's tough, but at nighttime I'll definitely go, this is my time. I'm going to go have a bubble bath. I'm going to do whatever I can possibly do to turn that piece off because we don't make a conscious effort Mm -hmm. in general to turn it off, you know? Bubble bath, so good. I'm looking forward to potentially buying a spa and having a spa pool for nighttime relax. Mm. I like the idea of a sauna. You know, whether you go to one, often gyms have a sauna and Mm. just even 10 minutes in there sweating it out and just being present with your body is pretty amazing. Ooh, it's a crazy bird. (laughs) Uh, You guys might not be able to hear this, but trust (laughs) us. Um, Other things are just dropping down into a 15, 20 or 30 minute yoga Mm. session during the day and I love starting with I'll just do five minutes of downward dog because it ultimately ends up being a lot more and just giving yourself that space I also when I have a dog which I'm getting soon (laughs) um I would just have cuddle time with my dog like I'd literally have play time go outside throw the frisbee throw the ball play you've got kids around you grab them play well some and that's the funny thing so sometimes i'm so back to back i like walking to the mailbox is like my time but i literally go okay i need some sun i'm gonna go walk outside because i literally only have like five minutes and no like i literally am so scheduled um and so no matter what the time is it doesn't matter i think Mm. it's the intention behind it Mm, that makes a huge difference you know what i mean because sometimes you can play with your dog and be like oh that still didn't really help Yes. But if you're really intentional about it, mm-hmm. makes throw the phone away for a minute, put down as the hard as it asking is. things. Yeah, yeah. Get back to nature. Sometimes yeah. just actually being outside and getting the sun on your face is a really beautiful thing that just and just tune into the sounds around you. I go and I lay, and so in my backyard I have the pool, and and I will go and lay on the bed and just be like, because we have an outdoor bed, just like 
sit there for five minutes and not even have to do a meditation or anything like that, but just sort of soak in the sun. The vitamin D. (sighs) Sometimes I need that big time. Yeah. Yeah. And then being able to sort of go, oh, now I reset. Now I can go back in. Yes. Very helpful. We should caveat this with the fact that you're very efficient with your time. So it's not like you ever say, I'm really busy. You're fulfilled. You are busy. But I think you, you, as you said, you batch. Do you want to maybe talk people through kind of your working week so that sure. they, they do hear that you have time off and time out and you're really good at, oh, we didn't even mention it. You get regular massages. Oh, yeah. So do I. But you, you get them every single week, yeah? yeah? And I think if you can, you should, even if it's well, half an hour. Well, so long. this is the thing. I kept going, oh, I don't have the time because I have kids and I can't, I, when can I get a massage when I don't have them? Well, I have to work during the school. Anyway, all that craziness goes on in your head. Let me just say, everybody can solve every problem pretty much. (laughs) So my massage person comes in at their bedtime. My kids go to bed. The massage person comes in. And I like literally get to go to sleep right afterwards. They come to your house. They come to my house. Mm -hmm. It's not any more expensive either than going to. So it's perfect. And they'll do it at like 9 o'clock at night, which is insane. And then you just go to sleep. I just go to sleep. It's like the Mm -hmm. best ever. So it's, it's amazing. But because I am so scheduled or so intentional with my time because because <laughs> this is the thing too it's not like I don't take time off uh with the kids especially it's that I have to be super effective whenever I'm doing whatever I'm doing because exactly. you know, I got a lot of things going on so a typical schedule for me and I make my clients do all this I call it a master schedule Mondays are meeting days back-to-back meetings, like literally with my masterminds, with my personal scrum for my team. Tuesdays are coaching days. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays, every other Wednesday is uh, an interview. So either back-to-back millionaire interviews or back-to-back me doing uh, interviews on other people's podcasts. And then the rest of the week is free. Love it. Quote unquote free. Okay. So it's working free. So within the time that my kids are in school, which they get out at 3, 3.30, then I have open space that I can actually I usually fill everything in in advance because I'm one of those people. But usually when I am when I have the kiddos, I'm done at 3, and then I don't work again. Unless it's like a crazy lunch and I like have to make an exception. But in general, it's while I'm still quote-unquote busy, it's me like going for a walk with the kids. Or I try and get some of the more special, like relaxing kind of time with them. Not that I don't have to do homework, not that I don't have to do, you know, all the other stuff. Um, But it's just trying to have that space within the confinement. All right. Hopefully you have some firm ideas on how to take a daily mini vacation. To recap, short bursts of exercise. So dance, walk to the mailbox, have a dip in the pool, play with your dog, drop down and do some yoga. Treat yourself. Have a massage or sauna. At home or book it in at your local. Read a book. Jump in a hammock. Lays on your bed. Lie on the floor. Curl up in the couch. Throw your phone away and disconnect the internet for 30 minutes. Then enjoy your fave book. That's exactly what you do on holiday, right? Pleasure yourself. Did I really just say that? Heck yeah, I did. Have a quickie with your partner. Grab your fave sex toy and take a moment to, you know, have some fun. Or grab your partner and kiss them passionately. It releases endorphins, which are feel-good hormones, and everyone needs those. Plus, you do that stuff on vacation, right? So this is a mini vacation. And meditation. I'd like you to refer to episode two, Mind Your Mindfulness, for a one-minute one that was included. They say meditation can be better than sleep and sometimes sex, so I think it's time to really take this one seriously. 
Before we bring back Jamie, she's been delving into meditation for almost a decade, but has upped her game in the last year with amazing results. Let's say hello to FreshBooks. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. To meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. And it's sexy. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. Here are just a few of the ones Jessica Broom, entrepreneur and FreshBook customer, loves the most. I do all my expenses in there. I have, you know, I use the app on my phone and I have a little ritual. Like every time I get on a plane, I'll take the, while I'm waiting for the plane to take off, I will do all my expenses from that day with all my receipts from the airport or whatever. I like that I'm able to do expenses in all different currencies and like instantly on my phone. So I never have that like get back from a trip and have, you know, seven days of receipts build up. I think the time tracking is great sometimes, you know, rarely, but occasionally I will bill hourly and I like being able to just track my time like to the minute and then have it convert right into an invoice. That's super cool. Yeah, I really love that. So your clients always know you're being truly legit with what you've done. Truly honest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go to freshbooks.com forward slash quest and check out their full list of amazing features. Then sign up and save yourself time and money today. Just enter quest for freedom where it says, how did you hear about us? I'd really appreciate it. And so would they. Okay, let's dive into meditation. So on a couple of the previous episodes, I've been talking about meditation and I have to say that I think we've only just scratched the surface on this and I'm going to be doing a lot more work around this, but having chatted to Jamie over the last couple of days intensely around her meditation practice, I've seen this different side to it. So I think I've always sat on the surface going, well, if I can just get five or 10 or 15 minutes a day, I know the benefits of meditation, but I wanted to bring Jamie back because She's just sort of opened my mind and blown my mind with the routine and the practice and the intention behind her meditation and how much that's impacting everything else. So I haven't seen Jamie for a year and a half. And this time around seeing her, I I turned up and I was like, oh my gosh, you're just like more grounded. So here's a little conversation we had about her meditation. So who's this Joe Dispenza guy that you keep going on about? Okay, so I've been meditating for a really, really, really long time, and then I became a disciple. No, I shouldn't say disciple. So the (laughs) reason why I found Joe is because I had injured my foot, Mm -hmm. and he wrote a book called You're the Placebo, and I didn't want to have foot surgery, so I was going all in. Very provocative name. Right? I know. It's so good, Mm -hmm. though, right? Yeah. I am. Woo. Uh, so that's the thing. It was, it was for the problem solution piece mm. of it. I'd always meditated. I didn't even know his whole thing was about meditation. I How just did was, you find him? Uh, my best friend gave me the book. Ah, okay. Because she had been following him for a while. Okay. And so... But I was just trying to solve whatever the heck that thing was. I didn't know how deep he goes into meditation about how your body can change itself, right? Right. And so it makes sense with you or the placebo, Mm. but I didn't, I never linked meditation and that before. Okay. Him, which is really awesome. Because Mm. beforehand, like you were saying, I thought it was 
I'm, I'm a crazy, busy entrepreneur that needs to get everything out of her head and feel okay, because otherwise I might have anxiety or whatever the pieces are. That's why I'd meditated before. Mm. And that's what I talked to my clients about. And then I found this thing and I was like, oh, there's so much more to it than that. And that's sort of what we were talking about, right? Yeah. And they're self-guided, aren't they? Which I, I like because I think in previous episodes I mentioned, it is quite hard to just sit and just not have thoughts. In fact, it's near on impossible. And even the monks, after many decades of practice, don't do it super well, but they're far better than us. And I think I'd like to be like walking down the beach, listening to meditation. And then there you were. I was out having a surf lesson and you were walking down the beach, listening to a self-guided meditation where Joe got you to like ground your feet into the sand at one point, stop and just be. So I love the sound of that because I love walking and I like being active while mm. meditating. Do you want to like what happens in that meditation? Oh, so that one's really interesting. Uh, that, so Joe has a bazillion different types of meditations. Some are shorter. This one's an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a long time. Uh, so you had a long surf lesson. I got a lot of weight, which is kind of meditative in itself. So, and that's what I've heard, yeah. right? Some of mm-hmm. our friends are like, oh, surfing is so like that. It was funny when I was, wa- when I was walking, uh, thankfully of your open for quite a bit of it. I was looking at some of the surfers and just thinking about how amazing that is too. But what he has you do is, um, there's, there's quite a few different pieces to his types of meditations. And so mm-hmm. one is a big breathing aspect normally in the walking one. He doesn't have you do that because you look weird, like being with a whole bunch of people doing this crazy nutso breathing thing. <laughs> so, but what he does is as you start walking, he has you start envisioning your future and then walking as your future self. Mm. And imagining whatever happened that you want to have happen in the future as if it was a memory of the past. Mm. So you're walking and he's like talking about how thinking of this and think of that. And as you're walking, you like feel like an amazing, you know, on top of the world type of person. Mm. And then he has you sit uh, or sand, I should say, like stop and just close your eyes and imagine the feelings that you would feel. Gratitude joy, whatever those things are or affirmations are. And you like literally because your body's been so walking and and energized already, like to me, it goes like crazy. It makes Mm. you really feel the emotions. Yes. Big time. And then you walk again and it's, it like levels up Mm. the, the emotional side of it levels up the feeling of, oh my gosh, this is what I feel like in the future. Right. That confidence, whatever those pieces are. And so you're sort of stepping into what that is and it makes it a lot more believable. So as an entrepreneur, you're like, oh, I want to speak in stage, you know, the TEDx mm-hmm. or, you know, in front of a thousand people where I was chatting with um, somebody uh, when I spoke in the Philippines. She's like, yeah, I love I love crowds of 10,000 to 15,000 people. And I was like, hmm, wow. I haven't done that before. 10,000 people. That's a lot of people. Very specific. Yeah, I know. Wow. OK, mm-hmm. great. Uh, she said the energy is just insane. And so then I started mm-hmm. going. Let's imagine what that would look like. I'm sure I can do it. It's just it feels a little, whew, that's quite a bit. Uh, And so in the walking meditation, I started bringing in some of those pieces. So when you start bringing in the pieces as if it already happened, especially the science behind meditation, the like, have you heard the piano player thing? Uh, So they had a study uh, where some people actually play the piano a certain number of hours per day for a specific song. Another one just did the finger exercises with no piano, Mm -hmm. right? And then the other ones just meditated on it. Yeah. And they all had the same. I think this is it. They all had the same. So the people with, that actually meditated on it never touched a piano actually were just as good as the other people. When they which, finally went to yes, play the piano. which is insane, I've heard right? a few studies around stuff, like yes. just the visioning yes. exercise on that. 
Totally. Absolutely. It gets your body in certain states. They even had mm-hmm. one with uh, shooting basketball hoops. They've had one uh, with... Anyway, so it's really interesting to see, to see the studies because we are placebos, by the way, mm-hmm. right? So we we affect... Our thoughts and everything affect everything. And I, I think entrepreneurs need to get this better and better and better. It's not just clearing your brain. It's all those thoughts that we think determine what we actually take action on, what we actually do, all those beliefs or whatever you want to say, whether they're subconscious or not, when you start flushing those out Mm -hmm. and you start imagining yourself, like I've had a friend who did, who hated speaking. And then he did like a hundred different speaking gigs all in a row just to get over the fear and to get really good at it. Well, you do a hundred of them, you'll get really good at it. Well, imagine imagining and meditating on it a hundred days in a row Mm -hmm. instead of actually having to go do it. You'll feel way, and again, there might be a little bit of twinge when you do that first one, but it's going to feel so much more natural even just the visualization of it. And I've interviewed a ton of millionaires, 400 and something millionaires. So many of them bring up visioning. It's insane. I was like, I was non-woo-woo at all. And I started going down this and interviewing millionaires. I'm like, how come everybody keeps talking about this? And then I started looking at this. I know, right? What the heck? Because I really wanted to know. And so then I started looking at the science behind it all. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this because I'm a sciencey kind of gal. And then I've started implementing and doing it. And I'm like, it has literally changed so many things. And what I can see as possible moving forward. You mentioned, which is amazing, you mentioned that it's helped you, one, be more grounded, and I even noticed that visibly in you. You Mm -hmm. said your skin is glowing. Mm -hmm. You think you look younger, like you're not aging. What are some of the other benefits? Well, there's a whole thing on epigenetics, which if you read any of uh, Joe's books, there's, I mean, Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson talks about epigenetics. So uh, our bodies and what we feel... Because this is the thing that I don't think people really understand. And it, and again, the science is very, very new behind all this. It hasn't really come out the, uh, to the general population. Because if I say epigenetics, people are like, I don't have a clue mm. what that is. But your DNA can actually turn on and off based on your environment. Wow, really? Yeah. And so it's not all like you were born like this and now we're like that forever. It's what you ingest, what you are doing, what you're thinking all affects your body, which makes logical sense when you think about it, right? We are not emotionless robots. Um, all the pieces and parts really make a difference. And so if you're, I mean, you've seen like the president, right? Go from looking really, really young beforehand. And how the heck did he age so much in such a short period of time? Like the stress and the everything. Uh, and so it really affects your body. So you can do it in the opposite direction also, mm-hmm. right? How can we change that? Because I think I was telling you about uh, Josh's friend Rohan, his father from England, who has been doing transcendental meditation mm. for something like 45 years or plus. And I haven't met him and I really want to meet him. I told you that, right? Because he is late 70s and he looks like he's in his 40s. He gets up at 5 a.m. every morning. He does one to two hours of this meditative form with the music and all the vibrations and everything. I still haven't tried it, so that's on my list. And he's apparently just super focused and onto it, doesn't need much sleep, um, just incredibly aware and has energy all day. And and that youth, that vitality, Mm. and that absolute solidness around what he does and who he is. You know, apparently he's also a little bit gruff and kind of ex-military, but just absolutely precise and clear on who he is and what energy he gives Mm. off. So... It fascinates me, and it it does make me feel that yes, you could you could change your state, and maybe you can change your entire DNA makeup. By the way, did you know that when you get sunburnt, you are changing your DNA? But and I don't, the whole science behind it, which you'd love, but I'm probably going to get a little bit of this wrong, so I'll look it up and actually write it in my show notes. But 
each time when you get sunburnt, your cells are exploding under pressure. And we have billions of cells, right? But they are exploding. And each little explosion is shifting and changing your DNA. So over time, you can actually change your DNA of your body. By getting sunburned. Good way or bad way, though? Well, no, not, not well I, don't, I don't think sunburns obviously good for you at all, but it's just more the point that scientists have seen that you're actually changing your DNA yeah. through that. So there must be other ways of changing your well, DNA. Well, now there's switches. So when you like look up epigenetics and you'll see some of those pieces, uh, because it do, it's insane to read some of the studies on this, because I, I didn't realize this. And I'm like, have you got the link? man, I will, I will definitely yeah. send you some Thank so that you. way you can have it. Because it, it is one of those things where it's such a new science, so it seems a little woo-woo to people and so and it is with any sort of newer science you're like let's get a lot of data and a lot of facts on this but why if it's working for i mean i get that i know scientists need the data and the facts but also i just want to see it's working so this is what i do i'm like well i'll test it yeah and if i like it i'll keep doing it if i don't like it then i won't and so but there's a lot of charlatans that are like oh you do this thing and it's amazing right so that's sort of what we have to be uh careful of but to me i'll test anything and if i like it and I see results, and that's what you were saying about him. I've become way more, and I, I'm a person that is always in my head <laughs> in general, right? Mm-hmm. I care about the smarts uh, and I don't, and logic, and that's about it. <laughs> or I should have said I did. And so mm-hmm. meditation has allowed me to tap in way more, and not just be a running around like trying to do everything headwise, but actually tap into all parts of your body, which I never thought that your gut or intuition was a big deal until again, I heard so many millionaires mm. going, I went with my gut and I'm like, wait, there's no real science behind that. that. Oh, I never did. No, no, no. I was a, I was a put a spreadsheet together lady. Oh, yeah. Like if I look at all the facts, this is why I'm so science based. Cause I'm like, I, I need something to make a decision. Mm. I would almost never go with my gut. Ah, gut. Gut wins every time, even with data behind. See, but to me, mm. I didn't get the point of gut. I thought that that wasn't logic. Because gotcha. it's not. When you when you read like the book Blink, mm-hmm. and we realize how amazing we are as human beings, and we can make an assessment on something without even necessarily knowing the facts and data, like that book was very eye-opening to me. Because I was like, oh, maybe I do know more than, you know, mm-hmm. logic will tell me and research and data. And so realizing that, but along with everything else, tapping into that, because if you don't tap, like you can shut yourself off big time. Most people do. I mean, most of the clients that I talk to, I'm like, what's your gut saying? They're like, I don't know. Really? Yeah. I do it all the time. The only time that I haven't sometimes has been traveling because I listen to my gut and instinct all the time and traveling, like don't go down the alley or actually don't take that bus. What does that feel like? Where, how do you do that? It's literally like a a strong sensation to not go ahead and buy that ticket. Where? It's a good point. Uh, You do actually feel it in your stomach. And then I feel like it just triggers straight away to your brain with a no. So you have a little, I have a voice in my head going, that's not a wise idea. It's really crazy. And I just listen to it. So there's, okay. So there's science now. Uh, So, Again, this is take this with a grain of salt because I had heard this one place and I have not verified sources. But what's interesting is they were saying that it's actually your heart that is making a lot of these things and then going to either your stomach and then your brain. And and so it triggers all of them. Right. So we sometimes think it's our brain first. No. And then we're like, oh, it's a it's a like a literally decision. And sometimes your body will stop like sometimes it'll stop walking like you're not going to go down there it is actually hard because it's the fight or flight response that i feel Mm. kicks in and that is triggered by your you know autoimmune system and all your nerves etc and so i guess your heart is the thing that's beating so if it goes (gasps) 
Like it has this moment. I know it's not. We just don't know very much about our bodies still. Like it's kind of sad. But like when I ask you, we, I'm trying to teach my children like, okay, what, where do you feel that in their body, in your body so Mm. that they can become more in tune because I was never, I was like, I don't even, what is that feeling? I don't, I would never go with my gut in general. Right. So you actually knowing and being able to sort of say, oh, this is, this actually works. Yeah. I needed all the data from all the millionaires to be like, wait, you went with your gut and it worked? Wow. Interesting. Mm. It would be really interesting to ask them which ones typically go with their gut and which ones don't. And then look at the... And where do you feel that in your body? So yeah. That's an interesting question to ask anybody going a bit off tangent, but how do you feel? And see what people's responses are. Because if you ask a very pragmatic, logic-based person, they'll go, I am blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, how do you feel? See, okay. So this is my best friend. We were talking about this before. She had to ask me every single day. She'd go, how do you... How do you feel? And I'd say good. And she'd go, good is not a feeling. And then I, cause I'd be like, great. <laughs> I feel great. She's like, that's not a feeling. I'm like, oh, I feel, uh, I didn't even have the words to express. Wow. I literally had one of those little cards that said all of the emotions on it. So I could go, well, it's cause I know it's not like the 10 that I know, sad, happy, blah, blah, blah. But I couldn't find the nuances between mm. the emotions. Mm. Cause I didn't think it was a big deal. Like who, what does it matter? And it does matter. It, Totally does now. I know. I'm teaching my children this, but and before why does it matter, Jane? I'm sorry, like, I mean, no, but like, like but yeah. Why does it matter? So tapping into intuition or tapping into your gut, as an example, I don't know what that felt like. I was like, huh? No, nope, I got nothing. Not that if someone were to ask me, I wouldn't be like, I'm tapping into my gut right now. Like that's not what I mean. But the little nuances in anxiety, or the little nuances in joy, or the little nuances in things that I just never paid attention to. And yet we can be so much more expressive as human beings if you actually know that. I had beforehand thought, if I just negate all the bad emotions and only feel all the good ones, all will be happy in my world. And it doesn't work. I mean, you know, in entrepreneurship too, like it don't work that way. Like shit happens. I don't know. It's a roller coaster. Uh, But exactly. It's a roller coaster and you have to mitigate all of it. And sometimes the crappy stuff is teaching you the most and you have to be okay with those emotions because if you try and negate that you won't take the risks even calculated risks you just won't make the steps towards Mm -hmm. that because you're so scared of negative emotions so it's an interesting thing i think a lot of people live in the state of i'm okay i'm okay i'm so i'm not going to show any emotions and you you were asking me the other day you know do you feel you tap into that are you emotional and i I had my moments around my dad because i was quite surprised i wasn't more upset or just Mm -hmm. really in that state But I do think it's because I focus on celebrating his life. It doesn't mean I think I shut down my feelings. Like I will have moments where I'll just cry. As I told you, I'm a big sook in movies. Like I'll just have waterworks in movies. I feel like a lot around animals and nature. And I think I was telling you, I don't worry so much or sweat the small stuff, but I'll often think about global issues or environment or Mm. um, inhumane treatment of animals or people. And that stuff gets me really emotional. Um, But I think there are so many people who are walking through life opposite of the placebo they're taking the drugs that are numbing them but that's the point right so that's so the placebo the book is all about you don't need to rely on what we think will work one of the reasons why we take a placebo and think it will work is because people have told us that it will work right if a doctor someone of high authority goes this will work for you even if it numbs you like crazy, it, you're like, oh, well, then half of it's probably the placebo effect and the gosh darn pills don't even work, you know? So it's one of those things where us knowing ourselves better 
right? So if you're the type where you're like, I'm, I'm emotional in these sort of ways, and I don't need to like make myself be emotional in other ways either, but knowing what, knowing yourself better mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. So if you do get sick or whatever, trying to pay attention to what those emotions were within it and then solving that mm-hmm. instead of going after like, I just need more alcohol or I need more drugs or I need, please doctor. Like when I injured my neck, they gave me hydrocodone and I'm like, that's a lot. Now I, I fractured that. it. It's, it's, uh, it's a very, very, uh, it's a narcotic prescription. Oh. Yeah. They gave me a lot of pills. I was kind of surprised. They gave me like three one. sets of pills. And so the United States scares me with what they give it out. Is it's nuts. such a pill-based society. And I was like, yeah. so how do I fix it, though? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's one thing to numb the pain. And I'm okay with pain. I can handle a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. But how do I fix it? Nobody really mm-hmm. went down that path, which is sucks. It does. Yeah. Western medicine is very much like immediate uh, solution. Whereas I love the Eastern philosophy around preventing it before it's even happened. Yes, but the thing is, is I agree a thousand percent. But because we've already gone past the point, right? So again, this is Western world, but we are sold that we can have everything right now. And this is why meditation is so important too, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are moving at a constant pace, especially entrepreneurs. We are problem solvers and we wanted the problem solved yesterday, yeah, not today. And so a pill, sure, faster. Mm-hmm. Easier, more efficient That's than I doing the work. Panadol because <laughs> I was swore the headache was just from the four and a half hours of pampering and all the detoxing. Poor and girl, out. I just more water. I know what a shitty life. Um, yeah, really fascinating. And when I was in that yoga class, that restorative yoga, which mm. I loved, and I was having trouble with the hamstring pose, and it was really like sinking and in, sinking into that pose and feeling the pain, and I wanted to come out of it because we had to hold it for five minutes, and that's what she said. If you're challenged by this pose, you probably have issues with control because the control that you put into your everyday life will manifest itself into your, basically your hamstring. So the tightening there is the constant control or tension that you're putting. And it was so, like, I think intrinsically, you know that, but whatever we are holding any source of tension or pain or or even love manifests itself in your body. So that's the whole point of Joe Dispenza. The whole point completely. So yeah, that was a a great little (laughs) perfect loop for you because he was a doctor Okay, and he injured, he actually, uh, it was like cut his spinal cord. It was like crazy. He couldn't walk Oh, and he didn't want to have surgery. Okay, And all the doctors are like, huh? So you kind of have to have surgery to fix this. And he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. He meditated. And people were like, okay, you meditated your spinal healing. That's a little insane. Had he done meditation before? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, I think, he, I think he must have done something. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm going to try meditation, see if this works, right? Yeah. He was a chiropractor, so he knew, okay. he knew the body really, really well. But what's interesting, like you were saying, is being able to have whatever is existing in our body usually is for a reason. And unfortunately, because we're problem solvers and want to fix this so fast, we just take a pill and go, that'll be okay. But more and more instances of cancer, more and more instances of crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going, what's wrong? Well, yeah, it's probably food and stuff like that too. But there's so many things that we don't understand that us taking care of ourselves, like you said, the Eastern side of things could have probably prevented. But now we're at this tipping point where we can't see the forest for the trees anymore, and so that's why it's great that he wrote a book called You're the Placebo because there's literally everybody going, I have a problem. Because before, who goes, I'm going to go meditate for no reason whatsoever. You're like, I have a problem. I need a solution. Yeah. And so being able to show people, oh, by the way, this could help this. Right. I was going to say it sounds a bit ironic, but I'm 
about to say we have to take control or more importantly we have to take responsibility because things are not going to get better we're going to have more and more technology we're going to be more and more connected we're going to have more and more devices we're going to have more and more multitasking we're going to have more and more things in our life that are causing us to live lives in totally different way where we don't have peace quiet nature reflection time out thinking time quiet time and so we just have to and that's why i'm so proud of you because you are making time because you love it every morning to do your meditation. And well, and I didn't love it. Did we talk about that? Like I, oh. I couldn't sit for five minutes. Right. I could. Yeah, I, would, I used to lay down because because I, I couldn't sit up because I, I have the weird tailbone issue that I told you. Uh, so I couldn't sit up for that long, and so I literally and I hated the five minutes every single time. So I can't. So it is very much an evolutionary process. Uh, somebody likened it long? To, to well. I'm not going to say it. They're not going to do it. No, 10 years, right? Uh, so that being said, um, I learned my own process. We were talking about this before. Like I give my clients, a lot of clients are resistant because they're entrepreneurs and logical. And they're like, mm. my brain is way too crazy. I can't do it, Jamie. And I was like, you don't think my brain's crazy, people? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's the same. I have the same crazy brain you do. I have ADD, literally. Uh, and so when we're looking at okay, what can you do as a first step? You talked about five minutes of headspace. So that's what I usually, or whatever it is. I'm like, headspace is great. Calm app is great. Just to sort of slowly get into that. And then I have people come back and they're like, oh, huh, that felt a little better. It's like, okay, great. And then what is that next step? And what is that next step? So we talked about before, um, I love to, and I did this as part of the evolutionary process is try and make my meditation efficient. So I would get all the crap out of my head. Oh yeah. So that way I could feel like I could be more clear. It's the David Allen getting things done, getting everything out of your head. Right. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Right? True. I love that book. Yeah, me too. And so, so I would do that piece along with having these inspired thoughts of, Ooh, you know what I should do in this. Okay, so so it, you'd actually literally go to sit down or lie down and meditate, but then you'd have bing, 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 yeah. bing thoughts. So you'd actually then stop the meditation I wouldn't actually stop the meditation. It's really kind of funny. I had an eye pillow on and I'd literally have a journal right next to me and I'd scribble. As you can see what you were writing. Most of the time now. (laughs) Because like all I need is when I'm done, because it was like a 20, 30 minute meditation. It wasn't a lot. Um, But I, because I would do only the first piece like this, I would literally just go, oh, and and write those in a sauna. Yeah, exactly. And write them. Okay. Yeah. Or changes of changes of launch plans, change, uh, ideas that mm. I had. It was it's all of that. You just everything. get it out onto paper. You get it all out, and then and I would be able page. to clear okay. and be a lot better. So it'd still be a Smart. guided meditation. But this is what I have my clients do because in general they're like, I can't make it stop. I'm like, yeah. you know what makes it stop? Write all that crap down. Yeah. And because as David Allen talks about with getting things done, if it's still in your head, it will keep reminding it. You know, yeah, it'll keep bringing it up and bringing it up. Like that. It but it's the not best meant Google to do that. Calendar ever. Yeah. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Write not. that crap down. Get it out. So there you have it. This topic of personal freedom here on the Quest for Freedom podcast continues to come back to freedom of the mind in so many respects. And I know I will continue to delve deeper into this. In the next episode, I'll be discussing personal freedom from a place of less stuff weighing you down, as in decluttering. Tune in for that one and read the full show notes for this episode at nataliesisson.com forward slash seven, the digit. You can also sign up to get fresh, hip and timely email updates when I release a new episode, or you can simply subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud or Google Play and make my day and hopefully make yours.